in the paper on the 28th of November, I read the letters to the editor. And a Mr. Brian Leake wrote, it, wrote in to complain that on autotext, I don't know why he thought the editor of a newspaper could solve this, but we are where we are. He, he complained that on autotext, his name was always changed to brain. And at times, he had therefore inadvertently sent out correspondence and messages from Mr. Brain Leak. In response, there were a slew of letters from people who had also suffered in one way or another from their name. There was one who noted the, that many made the grave mistake of inserting a Y into his surname. That was from Mr. Churchard. Or Sarah Dalrymple Smith reported that she was once asked how to spell hyphen when giving her name over the telephone. <laughs> or there were loads of these. I had to limit myself. And my personal favourite was one correspondent who related how when giving his details in A&E after a skiing accident was sternly told by the receptionist, no, name not accident, please. And that was from a Mr. Horseball. <laughs> Perhaps you have similar difficulties with your name. I have had to get used to being called Stacy every now and then since I got married. Or perhaps your name has turned out to be strangely pr prophetic. I can remember playing several pieces in my school recorder ensemble, composed and arranged by Frida Din. <laughs> Names can certainly be problematic for all sorts of reasons. And in the Christmas story and in the passages we have heard this evening, we read a lot about the names and titles that would be given to the baby born in Bethlehem. All rich with meaning. Not just his first name, Jesus, God saves, but he is also called the Word and the Light, Emmanuel, God with us, Saviour, Messiah. All as much a description of who he, who he was and why he came as a name or title ever could be. And our very first reading from the prophecy of Isaiah, centuries before the birth of Christ, we have another list of titles. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And our Christmas publicity this year, we've still got the, the verse up there. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. In the proclamation of his birth, the angels declare glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to all on whom his favour rests. And as we look around the world that we have prayed for, we may well ask, where is this peace we have been promised? The band has just sung to us an adaptation of Henry Wadsworth's Longfellow's poem, I Heard the Bells. This was written on Christmas Day in 1863, during the American Civil War. He was mourning the loss of his wife, and his son had recently been very severely wounded in the war. It is little wonder that he writes, There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the soul of peace on earth, goodwill to men. We may well be tempted to say the same. We're almost two years into a global pandemic, 
and we cannot escape the new wave sweeping through the country. In a year that has also seen political turmoil in many parts of the world, the Taliban have swept to power in Afghanistan, conflict continues to rage in Yemen, oppression and injustice is in too many countries to mention. We wonder, where is this peace that we were promised when Jesus was born? But before we can answer that, we need to ask what kind of peace were we promised? Are we looking for the wrong thing? What kind of peace are we looking for? World peace? An end to injustice and prejudice? Or would we just be content to have five minutes finishing off the final sweep from the quality street tin before anybody else can get to it? Other chocolates are available. Whatever type of peace we are looking for, if it's a peace that simply ignores the reality of life and pretends bad things and injustice will never happen, then that is not real peace. We may like the idea of living in the happy bubble, so often portrayed in a feel-good Christmas movie, where they all live happily, happily ever after. But we know that sadly that is not true. Living in a lie is not the true peace we were promised. It is not the peace that the angels are announcing or that the Prince of Peace is ushering in. So what is God's peace like? If it is not simply ignoring the struggles in life, it is not simply the absence of them either. Peace is not merely the absence of busyness and chaos and noise and war. It is not the absence of illness or sadness, injustice or poverty, or anything else that makes up the noise of life. In this, in this world, those things will be present. But what God has promised is his peace in the midst of it, not instead of it. It is the deep sense of well-being and hope that strengthens us no matter what is going on. It is being able to say, it is well with my soul, even when the storms of life are raging. What the Prince of Priests brings in is peace despite the turmoil. And the Bible makes it clear that this is a peace that only God can give. It is not a peace that we can find in worldly things. It is what the Bible describes as the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. It is the peace that means the psalmist can write, even though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. This peace that God offers can only be found when we understand one of Jesus' other titles, also prophesied by Isaiah. <laughs> he shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. In the birth of Jesus, God came amongst his people to live and rub shoulders with ordinary people in the day-to-day -day joys and sorrows of life. This promise of God with us, given through Jesus' birth, was also the last promise which Jesus gave on earth after his resurrection. And remember, he said, I am with you always to the end of the earth. Simply put, we find peace in the presence of God, in the knowledge of Jesus with us day by day. 
This peace is peace of presence. It's a peace that only God can give. And if only God can give it, then only there is only one way to find it. That verse up there, the next two words are in believing. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. And this is the key to the promised peace. The only way to God's peace in the midst of all that life throws at us is in believing. It is in believing in, in the one who was the baby born at Bethlehem, the Son of God. Believing in him as the God with us, rubbing shoulders with ordinary people just like you and me. Believing in him as the risen Savior who invites us into relationship and promises reconciliation between humanity and God. Believing in him who promises to always be with us, to never leave us or forsake us. Believing in him who offers forgiveness and restoration to whoever turns to him, no matter who you are or what has happened in your past. Believing in him for our future hope of eternity. Believing in him as the true Prince of Peace, who gives us the peace of his presence in the midst of our deepest struggles. And there is one more promise that the Prince of Peace gives. And Longfellow understood that promise. In his poem, his despair turns to the hope, the sure hope and certain certainty that Christian faith offers. That one day, the pain and sorrow of this life will be over. He knows that God will make things right and bring justice to the world. He writes, then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. This Christmas, God is not sleeping. He is not oblivious to the pain and suffering in the world. He's not oblivious to the latest wave of the pandemic. He is not oblivious to whatever disturbs your personal sense of peace. But in the birth of his son, born centuries ago, he has given us all we need to find his peace. All we need to do is believe. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that in Jesus we can find peace. No matter what we are going through, what, no matter what pain and struggles we face, you are there in the joys and you are there in the trials of life. Lord, when we struggle to believe that, when we struggle to know that you are with us, be gentle with us and draw us close to you, we pray. Give us hearts open to all that you have to offer. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>